Welcome to the Lemons and Pineapples podcast. I'm your host, Emma O'Brien, personal development coach, heart math practitioner, dog photographer, and entrepreneur. In this podcast, I share tools, strategies, and amazing guest interviews to help you improve your mindset and your well-being with a sprinkle of fun and probably some mention of dogs along the way. So without further ado, let's squeeze the day. Hi, folks. Welcome to episode 43 of the podcast. Today, I'm going to be sharing with you 10 tips to calm your worried mind. Worry is an unpleasant feeling of being anxious and troubled over an actual outcome that has happened or, speaking from my own experience, an outcome that hasn't happened yet and probably won't. But don't be fooled into thinking that all the worrying you do averts the crises or multiple crises possibilities that you might have conjured up. That's exactly what your worry wants you to believe. And we can fall into the trap of using worry as a coping strategy for the uncertainty in life. Because what happens is that when we worry about things in a really obsessive kind of way, the things that keep us awake at two o'clock in the morning, and then, especially if you're a catastrophizer, none of the things that you've worried about happen, there's almost this sense of relief, which is then a subsequent dopamine hit reward for all of your worrying efforts. So the more you worry about things that could go wrong that then don't go wrong, the more you reinforce this cycle that worry is somehow useful and somehow gives you control over the things that happen in your life. It doesn't. All that this thinking pattern does is cause you a huge amount of stress and it's a waste of mental energy. So I've put together 10 tips for you that I'm gonna share to help you calm your worried mind and break this vicious cycle of worry and stress that can often really just take over our lives and make our existence very, very miserable. So the first thing is to start to pay attention to your worrisome thoughts. Notice when you're worrying and write all of your thoughts down. When you make a list of the things that you're worrying about and actually read them back when they're written down in front of you, you can start to get some perspective over what is actually based in reality and what is a massively crazy figment of your mind. When you have some perspective over the things you're worrying about, you can start to make some changes to the worry that you're having. Number two, if you're worrying about a situation and you do have some influence over the outcome, this is the time to get into action mode and do things that can alleviate the worry. So here's an example for you. Money is a very big cause of worry for lots of people, myself included. And I've just come up with the example of imagine you run your own business and you spend a lot of time worrying about getting a surprise tax bill. And the worry thoughts that come with this surprise tax bill might be things like, what if I get a surprise tax bill? I can't pay it. I don't have the money. Then I'm going to get penalties and I'm going to be in trouble with the revenue service and all of the things that will spiral up and collect up with that. Then you're also going to get thoughts like, I hate paying tax, blah, blah, blah. Off it goes. So you can alleviate the problem of a surprise tax bill by getting a handle on what's happening with your finances. So 
If you are aware and you pay attention to the money that's coming into your business bank account, the money that's going out of your business bank account, and the difference in between, you will have a very real idea of what profit you're making each month, and you can work out the tax you might be likely to pay on that, and you can start to siphon it off into a savings account. When you look at it like that and you really take control over what's going on, it's pretty much impossible to be surprised by a tax bill. Often we create stress for ourselves by putting our head in the sand with stuff like this. If you don't pay attention to your money, things like surprise tax bills will arrive. And this is something you are 100% in control of. If you're not sure about financial stuff and you're listening to this and thinking, this is really great, but I don't know where to start, speak to your accountant, speak to your bookkeeper. There are lots of courses you can go on to help you get a bit more au fait with tax and finances when it comes to your business. And it puts you back in the driving seat. When we are actually genuinely in control of things, there is very little to be worrying about. Number three is if you are worrying about a situation, to come back to the list we made, and you're worrying about things that are completely out of your control, I invite you to stop for a moment, take five deep breaths, and bring yourself into the present moment and ask yourself the question, am I okay right now? So to come back to the example of the surprise tax bill, if tax season and tax payments aren't due for another five months, yet you're worrying about the surprise tax bill, if we bring ourselves into the moment and we say, am I okay right now? Yes, you are, because you don't have to be worrying about a surprise tax bill. It isn't going to come today. If there's going to be one, because you haven't paid attention, it'll be in five months time. So are you okay right now? Chances are you probably are. So I liken the experience of worry and the thought process that comes when we worry with being on a high-speed train. Once you are on board the worry train and it's traveling at high speed and it's collecting up all of the other things you've ever thought to worry about and it's gathering momentum, there is very little you can do. You really are along for the ride. However, when you start to become aware of your worry thoughts and you start to take stop and check for a moment and think, huh, am I okay right now? Can I stop myself from getting onto this train of worry? You can prevent yourself from hopping on the train when it's waiting at the station. And you can save yourself the discomfort of being sucked into a vortex of negative ruminating thoughts, which they take you out of the present moment. They stop you from focusing on things. They stop you being able to make progress. And worry just kind of reinforces this state of being stuck. So number four, worry is a habit. And like all habits, it can be stopped. So what's needed is some separation between you and your worried thought patterns. I heard a great description of worry from a psychologist who talked about thoughts as being mental events. And they happen in your mind. They are not part of you. They are just something that happens. And if you can separate yourself from your thinking, you are not your worry. So sometimes we can say, I'm worried. So we're identifying with that worry. And what is a better reframe of that and a way to give some separation between you and the worry thoughts is to say, I notice I'm feeling 
worried. And I think immediately with that, you start to just loosen the grip worry has over you. And all of our thoughts, to quote this psychologist, are mental events. They're things that happen in our minds. And we have a choice as to whether we choose to listen to them and we choose to be, we choose to get on board the train and carry on with them, or whether we choose to say, ha, huh, I notice I'm having a worried thought. Am I okay right now? Yes, I am. I'm going to go and do something else, think about something else, and I'm going to stop this right now. Number five, all of our negative thought patterns are driven by underlying subconscious beliefs. And if you can do some inner work to identify the beliefs that fuel your worry, you can start to challenge their validity. For example, worrying about money, like I've said, this is such a common thing and so many people get stuck in this space of worrying about money is often driven by an underlying fear of not being able to take care of ourselves, not feeling safe, not having enough. And if we can start to examine those beliefs, you can start to shift the hold they have over you. By having an awareness of the why behind a worry thought, you can start to strip it of its power. Number six, Find evidence that challenges your worry thoughts. So if we go back to the money thing, which has been a theme that I've, I'm, I'm keeping a thread of this through the podcast, if we take the belief, I'm afraid I'll run out of money and I can't keep myself safe, no matter how much money you have, you're never going to feel safe enough to stop worrying until you dismantle this subconscious belief. So to do this, as a starting point, you can... Find some examples and write them down of times you have been able to provide for yourself and times you have been able to keep yourself safe. If we think of these troublesome worry thoughts as being like a table with four legs, if you can find evidence to knock the legs out from under the table, you're left with a piece of wood on the floor, which is far less huge than a table. And that is a great starting point for working on and dismantling these subconscious beliefs. Then we train our minds. Actually, I know I'm worrying about not having enough money and not being able to keep myself safe, but the reality is I've been in challenging situations before and I have been okay and I have kept myself safe. So it reinforces the self-confidence. I'm okay and I can take care of myself. A small caveat here, folks. When we're talking about subconscious beliefs, some of these can be driven by childhood trauma and by things that are very serious that have happened to us. If in the course of doing this work, you discover things like this, it is time to work with a therapist or a psychologist or a mental health professional to get you the help you need to work through these thoughts. I'm talking about thoughts here that can be worked through in a coaching capacity. I'm not a mental health professional, and I would always refer a client who came with something like a childhood trauma to a professional. So I'm talking about working on things that are challenging, but aren't traumatic. So there is a difference. And if, you're, if you are struggling with things that are traumatic, please go and get help with them. You do not have to struggle alone with very challenging subconscious beliefs. You really don't. Please go and get the help you need. Um, if if you if you feel called. So number seven is to gently expose yourself to situations that cause you worry and anxiety. 
And again, we're talking about this in the in the confines of normal day-to-day life stuff. So something I often help coaching clients with is getting over the fear of setting boundaries. Often we will do things we don't want to do when people ask us to help out with stuff. We'll say yes when actually we're thinking, why don't you do this yourself? Or can't you go and ask somebody else? And because we're worried about what their reaction might be if we say no, we just go, oh, fine, I'll do it. It's just easier than the confrontation that my worried mind thinks might happen. So a great way to to practice setting boundaries is to start with a soft no. I wouldn't advise anybody who, who needs to set some boundaries in their life or wants to set boundaries in their life to go straight out the starting gate with a hard no if it's a really big source of worry. But you can dip a toe in the water with a soft no. So for example, if somebody asked you to help them with something and you actually can't or don't want to, that's also completely okay. Rather than just saying no, you could say, I can't help you with that right now. Here's when I could help you with it. So It's a bit of a delaying rather than a a complete no, but it's a great way of practicing putting a boundary down. And then you can observe what happens. Now, the chances are, and I have found from my own experience and also the experience of my coaching clients, when we start to put boundaries down with other people, there's generally not very much of a reaction. If someone has an expectation of you doing something immediately that they haven't voiced to you and you haven't agreed to, you might get a little bit of pushback, but that is actually their problem to deal with, not yours. And this great workaround of, I can't do it right now, but here's when I can do it, gives them the option. It puts the ball back in their court. And then once you've practiced that a few times and you found that actually nothing terrible really happened, again, it comes back to training the mind to learn that it's okay, then you can start practicing with hard no's, which I think are always always great fun to uh, to be working with. But make it easy for yourself first. And it's just retraining that worry that if I say no to somebody, nothing catastrophic happens. Number eight, plan ahead wherever possible. Never underestimate the power of mitigation. A worried mind is a great source of things that can go wrong. And some of, the, the, some of these things can be avoided entirely by preempting them. So if we come back to the idea of the surprise tax bill that our worried mind conjured up, which isn't necessarily based in reality, I shared a whole bunch of things you could do to mitigate the possibility of that happening. So you can stop worrying about it if you've got a handle on your finances. And if we take the example of worrying about not having enough money to care for yourself and not having enough money to keep yourself safe, What would enough money look like? Can you start to make sure every month you're putting some money into a savings account so you create a financial buffer for yourself that helps you feel safe? This is one of my worries. And what really alleviated this for me was getting into the habit of regularly putting money away into a savings account. I'm in the process at the moment of transitioning from a full-time photography business with part-time coaching to full-time coaching with part-time photography. There's a little bit of a gap here for the finances to catch up in the middle. I pre-planned for this and I made sure I had money in savings because I knew there would be a bit of a period of time where the income isn't what I need it to be. I've created a buffer for myself so it is safe for me 
to make this career transition without causing loads of stress and anxiety for myself? Because this would be something I would be up at two o'clock in the morning worrying about. So if you can get a handle on what the worry is, what the underlying belief is, and then start to put strategies in place to mitigate it, it will reduce the worry. Number nine, set yourself up to win. So it's really easy to worry about not being able to achieve something if you keep focused on the end result of a goal. And if you keep focusing on the negative, which is the end result of the goal and how far away from that you are, the gap between where you are now and where you want to be. We are pre-programmed to think negatively. And if you can take a step back and start to shift yourself into a more positive mindset, you will be able to take action. Whereas when we're in worry, we then get into procrastination. We then get into being so unfocused and distracted that we don't take any action and it just keeps the cycle going. So in order to be able to take steps towards a goal and actually to be able to achieve success, we have to break the process of getting from where we are to where we want to be down into manageable steps and to take consistent action and focus on the step that's in front of you rather than allowing your worried mind to go, yeah, but what if we don't get there? What if we don't get there? That's fine. But what it you can also rephrase it into what if we do get there? How can we get there? And that is by breaking things down into manageable steps. Confidence is built through taking consistent action, which is the nemesis of worry. It hates it when you do that. I think it's Winston Churchill who used the phrase, action is the antidote to despair. And it really is true. So if you can get into action, even if it's tiny baby steps of action, you will start to override the worry. And number 10 Learn to regulate your emotions. The physical sensations that accompany worry, such as muscle tension, difficulty concentrating, irritability, and feeling on edge, can be as unsettling as the ruminating thoughts themselves. And then we almost get into a cycle of worrying about worrying, which makes it worse, of course. So techniques such as heart math, which is something I teach, which is a set of emotional regulation techniques, is really helpful. A daily meditation practice that just helps to soothe a very busy mind. And EFT tapping can be really, really powerful techniques to help you soothe the physical symptoms of worry. And when we soothe the physical symptoms and by soothing them, what we're essentially doing is calming our autonomic nervous system, which goes into fight or flight. We're calming it down. We're taking the paranoid amygdala alert bit of our brain offline and we're allowing some logic to come back online so we can think more clearly. A calm body will be a wonderful host to a calm mind. So learning to regulate your emotions is really, really powerful. Life is uncertain and worry is a coping mechanism many of us use to try and gain control over lives which we feel are often out of control. So learning to let go of worry and embrace the positive side of life 
is a really valuable journey to go on. It's it's a journey I have been on for the last few years, hence my passion for sharing this work, because I know what it looks like on the other side of worry. And it's why I'm really passionate about helping other people get out of the trap of negative thinking and start to shift their mindsets so you can actually start to take action and create a life that you want to have and a life you don't want to escape from all the time. So if you enjoyed this podcast today, I invite you to check out my free online workshop, which is four ways to soothe your anxious mind. I'm going to pop the link into the show notes. I go into a bit more depth about some of the strategies I have shared here. And if you're curious about my work, it's a great way to get to know me a little bit more and see how I do things. So I'm going to leave you with some words of wisdom from Baz Luhrmann, who said, don't worry about the future or worry, but know that worry is about as effective as trying to solve an algebra equation by chewing bubblegum. Thanks for being with me here today, folks. I will see you in the next episode. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you've enjoyed it, please share with your friends and be sure to leave me a five-star rating and review, especially if you're listening on Pine Apple Podcasts. To find out more about my one-on-one coaching, please visit my website, which is emmaobriancoach.com. And remember, folks, when life gives you lemons, you can always choose another fruit. See you next time.